Since 2015, Pop Health Podcast has brought to you some of the best minds in healthcare, including leaders from government, not-for-profit, and investor-backed powerhouses, as they share successes, failures, and how our audience can move forward in today's constantly evolving healthcare world. Thank you for joining us for today's episode presented by 24-Hour Home Care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. This is Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with John Molina, one of the most known names in healthcare over the past few decades and son of the founder of Molina Healthcare. Molina Healthcare is one of the nation's largest managed care organizations, and John helped lead that organization for many decades before departing last decade, and now he is helping to lead the relaunch of Community Hospital of Long Beach. In today's episode, John shares his journey from Molina Healthcare to separating from Molina Healthcare and helping to relaunch a very important hospital and service organization in Long Beach, California. Again, Community Hospital of Long Beach. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to check out other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by visiting us on our website, popbuildpodcast.com, checking us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, watching us on our new YouTube channel as well. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning, John. Thanks so much for joining the show. Sure thing, Gavin. So, John, you are a Long Beach guy, and before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of our show, we'd like to get to know the guest a little bit. So, John, give us a little background. I know you're a Long Beach guy. Uh, share about your upbringing a little bit. Sure. I, um, I was born at uh, St. Mary's Hospital here in Long Beach. I've spent my whole life here, a uh, graduate of the Long Beach Public School Systems, then spent two years at Long Beach uh, City College, two years uh, at Cal State Long Beach. So uh, I am uh, Long Beach through and through. Yeah, born and raised. Have you ever lived outside of Long Beach or has it been pretty much 100%? 100% in Long Beach. Raised my wow. kids here and going to spend the rest of my life here. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I know I shared with you before, but uh, my first three years were also in Long Beach as well. My dad's a 49er, so he joined you yeah. here at Cal State. Yeah, his name is John as well. <laughs> um, okay, so... While you're in Long Beach, your dad was doing some neat work. He was a physician, but then he started to do something different and began Molina. Tell us about that. So my dad ran an ER at uh, one of the hospitals here in town. And uh, back in the late 70s, was seeing a lot of patients who um, were on Medi-Cal. And Medi-Cal is the, the program for people who are can't afford to get their own health insurance. So the state gets them a, a program. Um, he was seeing a lot of Medi-Cal patients and when he asked them why they were coming to the ER for things like colds and flu, uh, they said that um, it was because the physicians in the community weren't taking, because Medi-Cal pays pretty low. So um, my father thought that was a really lousy way to take care of patients. Uh, people who didn't need to go to the ER were going to the ER. So he opened up a series of clinics in low-income neighborhoods to take care of patients. So we had a lot of people that would take the bus to the office or walk. And, <coughs> excuse me, uh, then the other challenge was when we wanted to refer patients out to specialists, the specialists didn't want to see the patients because uh, the Medi-Cal program was very bureaucratic and trying to get paid was very difficult. So my dad started a health plan focused on Medi-Cal patients with the idea that if he controlled the flow of money, he could make sure that the doctors were paid quickly and that the patients were taken care of better. So 
that was the genesis of the company. Started it in 1980, and later. Um, we ended up, uh, my brother became CEO after my father passed away. My brother's also a physician. And uh, we took that company um, from three clinics in Long Beach to $19 billion with 23,000 employees uh, operating in 33 states. What a, that, is, uh, that is quite the journey there. So when, so you're growing up, you're seeing your dad do this. Um, when did you start to get involved um, in healthcare with Molina? Well, so um, the whole family was involved because it was a family business and everybody pitched in and did what we could from day one. Um, I stayed and did a lot of the administrative work while I was in college. And then afterwards when I was in law school, and then I realized at the end of law school, I didn't want to be a lawyer. But at that time, the, the company was rapidly expanding. So I asked my dad if I could stay on. And um, he said, sure, as long as I pass the bar exam. And um, I said, well, you're going to make me pass the bar, take the bar exam. I'm going to make you help me study. So <laughs> my dad and I studied for the bar exam together. And I passed and, and away we went. Awesome, John. Cool story. So you were at Molina for many years. You saw the growth. Um, we're going to be talking about Community Hospital of Long Beach here in a moment. But tell us about what you've been up to since you've left Molina, maybe what, you know, what happened there and what you're up to now. And the interesting thing about um, public companies is uh, it's, it's all very short-term focus, unfortunately. And I think what happened, uh, my brother and I had a a uh, pretty aggressive uh, plan uh, to continue to build the company up and really to get into um, healthcare segments that uh, traditionally uh, health plans hadn't been into. So we were going to really focus on taking care of the frail elderly, people who were getting their care at home, uh, but you know could have gone into a nursing home. Uh, most health plans didn't want to take care of those patients because they're very challenging. They, yeah. You experienced that, Gavin. Oh, yeah. Uh, with your business. Uh, we wanted to do more work where we had our own clinics and our own provider network. And um, it's interesting that uh, I read an article the other day that talked about how you, the big health insurers, United and Cigna and Aetna, you know, are all building out their own owned provider networks. And that's something that, that we did at Molina, you know, five, 10 years ago. The challenge was we were not really able to articulate that vision to our board of directors who demanded higher profits in the short run. Uh, and so Mario and I got in a dispute and we were asked to leave. So uh, with uh, that we left and um, I started some other ventures because I really believe that there's a great intersection between making money and doing the right thing. And you don't have to maximize profits. Uh, some of that can go for community benefits. So I started a company called Pacific Six with five of my close trusted friends and partners. And uh, we have gone through a number of ventures uh, we are uh, doing historic uh, um, redevelopment, uh, adaptive reuse of two historic buildings here in Long Beach. 
we're doing aquaculture, uh, we're doing stuff in, in the clean energy space, um, and we're doing the hospital. So uh, it's really a, a very eclectic group of businesses that we're investing in and operating, um, but all with the idea that uh, we're gonna make money, but we're also going to do something that's good for more than just the investors. Yeah, that is great. I remember reading a little bit about uh, you know your group and some of the work you're doing, and it's not just about the finances, uh, which is pretty neat. So um, when you left Molina, you know, you've been there so many years, a huge part of your life. I know you have kids. Um, tell, tell me about how that was for your family and how you had to show strength during that time. Well, sure. I mean, uh, any, anybody who leaves a, a position before they want to go, anybody who's been fired, and essentially Mario and I were fired, um, you know, you, you want to show that there's resiliency. And while I could have just kind of retired at that point if I wanted to, I did want to show my kids that when there's a setback, you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and and get right back on that horse, and you you figure how to grow from that. And that's exactly what we did. And I'm happier now in business than I was at the last you know several years at Molina Healthcare. Awesome, John. That's that's neat. Um, and I'm sure your kids are really excited for you. And uh, you mentioned you're happier, and I know. I have a, a wife and kids, and when they're happier, I'm happier. So, uh, so let's jump into what we're here to talk about, Community Hospital of Long Beach, and talk us through the journey of the opportunity to, I don't know if relaunch is the right term, but kind of walk us through that. So back in 2017, 2018, uh, the operator of Community Hospital uh, notified the city that it was going to shut it down. Uh, the city of Long Beach owns the property, but clearly the city doesn't know how to operate a hospital, so they uh, lease the hospital out to another operator. And that operator uh, said that the, the issue of um, getting into seismic compliance were too difficult, too expensive, uh, for whatever reason they, they wanted out. And the city then solicited uh, letters of interest from other groups and you know, being someone from Long Beach and from East Long Beach, which is where the hospital is located, uh, I thought that somebody from the community needed to step up and say, hey, we'll, we'll do this. So um, I partnered with a couple of folks that, that, that had a number of hospitals that they were currently operating because I don't have hospital operations background. Yeah. And we put in a... Uh, a letter of intent to operate the hospital. And it turned out we were the only ones that, that put a letter in that said, we will continue um, operations as a hospital and not you know wanting to turn it all into condos or something like that. So we negotiated with the city, um, got the lease, it's a 45 year lease. Uh, and um, once we got the lease together, we had to go in and do a tremendous amount of deferred maintenance. Um, and we spent the better part of 2020 uh, doing the deferred maintenance and finally got the license um, re-engaged or, or uh, re-engaged uh, in January of 2021. So uh, the hospital is open, uh, but the hospital was only taking patients as direct admits from other facilities. 
And one of the challenges that we had was facilities were reluctant to send patients over because we didn't have full physician coverage at night. Yeah. So the next thing we needed to do was get the emergency room inspected and up and running. And I'm very happy to report that that inspection occurred last week, um, uh, last week of April. And um, we were approved and are looking to open up the emergency room within the next week or so. Okay, awesome. This, uh, this episode's going out May 10th. So uh, folks- We'll be open you... May 11th. Okay, awesome. So by the time many folks hear this episode or watch it, uh, check out Community Hospital. That's awesome. So, so by the 11th, uh, ED will be open. Tell us what other services would be available uh, at the hospital at that time. The hospital is going to really focus on what are the community needs. So we spend a lot of time talking to you know uh, community meetings, talking neighborhood groups about what what they need. First and foremost is the ER. Yeah, and then uh, we will have uh, behavioral health is a big need, both inpatient and outpatient behavioral health. So we're going to have two. Uh, floors for inpatient behavioral health and we'll have outpatient behavioral health clinics. We'll have chemical and substance abuse clinics. Uh, we have eight beautiful operating rooms. So a lot of what we're going to focus on will be you know, same day surgeries. Yeah. Replace your hip, replace your, you know, work on your shoulders, that kind of stuff. Um, and then we're also looking at adding memory care because that's uh, something that's uh, we did a market study and is is a growing uh, need in our community, um, and then probably some rehabilitation services of some sort. Uh, we have a long range plan where we're going to completely transform the campus. Uh, we're going to the the back half of the campus right now is mostly. Uh, loading docks and mechanical stuff, and we're going to be um, relocating those. And then the back of the campus, we envision a community gathering place, a park, and um, you know maybe some walkways or steps uh, down the the hill, and then being able to surround that with uh, senior housing. Okay, really make to transform the hospital from a place you go when you are sick to more of a wellness community. That's ultimately the goal. I mean, that's five, six years down the line, but every long journey starts with a single step. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, that obviously wouldn't have happened without you and your organization making that investment. I'm curious. I mean, it sounds like no one else would have stepped up to do what you do if you didn't have your heart, you know, being a Long Beach guy um, and your team. Um, that's really neat, John. So you mentioned five or six years. So the goal, I guess, would be, you know, 2026 20, is when all this comes together. Uh, what are maybe just very briefly, what are some of the steps to get there? Uh, obviously, you got to get the hospital fully functioning first, right? Yeah, the, the seismic work is going to take us probably three years. Okay. And then, and then it'll be you know slowly, uh, piece by piece, moving things around and and creating those uh, longer term wellness village, for lack of a better term. 
Awesome. Are you able to share, um, you mentioned you have some colleagues, uh, you know, as part of this team, are you able to share uh, who, are, who are some of the members to our audience? Sure. So the, the hospital groups that we brought in originally, we ended up, um, we ended up parting ways with. They, they had purchased a couple of other hospitals and their time and attention was, was split. Um, yeah. And they didn't devote as much time and attention as we wanted. So we kind of bought them out and are full steam ahead. But I have uh, a terrific group of, of partners at Pacific Six. Um, Todd Lemus is, is one of my partners and, and worked with me at Molina Healthcare and has been doing a lot of community outreach and then going and talking to the employees of the hospital to say, look, we're not a tenant facility. We're not part of Memorial Care. We're not part of Prime. We are, we are Long Beach Community Hospital and we want to have a new identity. Yeah. Um, Stacy Moore, who's our head of HR here at, again, at Pacific Six has been spending a lot of time at the hospital recruiting and helping uh, get the culture going there, uh, really bringing in top notch. And then uh, I have wonderful um, partner, David, David DT Telling, who is one of the most creative people I've ever met and is putting together a, a great way to get the message out to the community, get the marketing out and letting people know what's available. So we have a lot of support here. It's not just John Molina. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you sharing about that other support because there's no way you can do it on your own. <laughs> I don't think you'd be as happy as you were if you were on your own there. So uh, with so with community hospital, you mentioned the employees. I'm guessing some of the folks who used to work there were applying to work there again. Is, did that happen? Do you know? The, the former employees are very excited to come back. A lot of energy. Um, they, they were part of larger systems in the past, both uh, the memorial care system and then prior to that dignity. Okay. And, and I think a lot of the folks are excited to be independent now. So uh, it really allows us to tailor um, hospital operations to really focus on this hospital. And, and a lot of times it is just a matter of scale. And when you have various locations, um, you know, what, what you have to do sometimes is, you know, you pick rules and, and, and processes that work well for most of the outfits, but you're always gonna have that doesn't quite meet one location's needs, so you're sub-optimizing. And this is what happened with us at Molina Healthcare. We were in 33 states. Each state has a different, unique twist, but in order to become efficient, you got to sort of, every once in a while, lay a process over everybody. Um, it works most of the time, but being truly independent now at Community allows us to tailor things exactly how we want them. That was a really long answer to a simple question. No worries, John. I mean, I'm, I'm curious about how this is all going to work. Uh, I'm sure our audience is. I'm sure there's many folks who will be listening that are in Long Beach or want to support Long Beach. Um, speaking of support, so is uh, Community Hospital, is that going to be a, I know it's independent. Is it a not-for-profit, for-profit? How do people, can people support it? So, excuse me. So um, the company that that holds the lease with the city is a for-profit organization. And, okay. and you know, having looked at and dealt with healthcare for so long, what I found is 
whether you're a for-profit organization or, or a nonprofit organization, um, really the only difference is do you pay taxes or not? Uh, I've known many for-profit healthcare organizations that do as much in terms of community benefit yeah. as not-for-profits. And I've known a lot of not-for-profit organizations that are such you know, hard negotiators and, and they're all focused on the bottom line. So uh, we are looking at the possibility of converting to a not-for-profit status. And that's really a function of what gets us our goals. And, and the, the two commitments that, that we made at Pacific Six to the city of Long Beach was, we said, we're gonna open the hospital and then we're gonna put it on a financial path to be sustainable. The hospital has gone through in the past 15 years, three different operators and it all, they struggle. So this is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. And so commitment number one has been met, the hospital is open. Now commitment number two, uh, you know, hospital business is, is very hard business uh, from a financial standpoint. There's a lot of you know, maintenance that we have to do or, or just to get it into seismic compliance is gonna cost us $60 million. I'm sorry, one six or six zero? Six zero. Uh, I. <laughs> so, and so for that, if it is that the best path forward to keep the hospital, you know, sustainable is to go not for profit, and that's what we'll do. Um, our company to date has put in over 15 million. And wow. so we get into this venture, we didn't get into the venture because we wanted to own a hospital and make a, a lot of money. Uh, we got in, into this because there was a community need and we wanted to help out. Having said that, we also didn't want to, to get into this venture and lose a lot of money. Right. Yeah. That's where we are right now is maneuvering what's the best, best path forward. Because whether it's a for-profit or not-for-profit, we have to make sure that it is an inviting place that patients want to come to because they have choices. It's a place that we can secure the best physicians because the physicians like going there, they have choices and employees have choices. And so again, whether or not we're for profit or not for profit, the mission of providing high quality care in an efficient and an empathetic manner is the overarching goal. And you definitely have experience uh, with that. So, so how can folks learn more about community hospital? They're hearing this episode, seeing the episode, like, oh wow, it's open. Okay, cool. What are the, where do they go? Is their website is what we've told folks. The best way to support is to use the hospital. Yeah, that's a really good point, John. Is to uh, you know the best. I like what you said. The best way to support it is to use the services. The services are there. The staff have been hired. Um, they're motivated. They're excited. A lot of them have worked there before, um, which is pretty neat. So again, folks, uh, the website for Community Hospital of Long Beach is uh, communityhospitallb.org. Uh, it does say communityhospitallb.org is the website. John, are you guys still hiring or are you pretty much uh, staffed up now? Still hiring nurses, case managers, clerical staff, admin staff, everybody. Okay, so if you're a clinician out there, live near the Long Beach area, looking for a, a new opportunity or an exciting opportunity to, to really build the story and, and build a, 
uh, pretty hopefully a you know, very successful story. Um, please check it out. And uh, who's the, I think you shared this with me previously, John, but can you remember or remind me who's the current uh, CEO there at Community Hospital? It is Verge, Virgil Narbutas, N-A-R-B-U-T-A-S. Verge walks around uh, and has got his, happy to give his cell phone out to doctors. Uh, he wants to make sure that uh, everybody is well taken care of. So he is a hands-on kind of administrator, not some guy who's gonna close his door and hide away in his office. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.